Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in today. Did you know there's a few different ways you can support us? We have a really cool Patreon page that has some great perks for contributing. Also, we have four sweet shirt designs currently up on our Store Envy page. Both links will be in the description below. And no matter how you choose to support us, we are so grateful to have you on board. Enjoy the show. What is up, Hulkamaniacs? Brett Scoot Brett, and thank you for tuning in to another brand new episode of Big Boys and Body Slams, episode number 14, I think. Uh, we are excited to be with you here. My name is Zach. Over here to my left, we have Luke. Uh, what a rush. Hello. Excellent, Luke. Thank you. And Kyle. Hey, no shirt sold again, which is sad. And you're missing out on us not wearing shirts again because you're not buying shirts. Yeah, I'm Brett Scoot Brett, Dakota. Yeah, so thank you for tuning in to Big Boys and Body Slams this week. Survivor Series Month rolls on with another thrilling edition. This time is Survivor Series 97, which features a Game bit of a rules. controversial main event between Shawn Michaels and Brett Scoot Brett Hart. A bit of a controversial? <laughs> uh, just a bit. Uh, the most? Yeah, this might be... Pro- it's probably one of those infamous shows in WWE history, Brett Scoot Brett, and I think uh, watching it for the first time front to back was a, a pretty exciting experience indeed. Um, again, next week we have uh, Survivor Series 2018 coming up, which will be a live stream. Yep. Will it? I think so. Let's try oh, it. Oh, God. Let's try it again. So, Cross the fingers. Survivor yeah. Series 18 looks good. I'm excited for Survivor Series 18. I'd like to see who all is on the, the rosters for the, the tag team. The curd? The tag team uh, Survivor Series match and the main main event one. Yeah. I'm excited for the show just in general. I I'm think excited to see Brock and AJ. They tore it down last year. Last year's match was great. I'm really excited for Shinsuke versus Seth. Yeah, and I even think uh, the Authors of Pain and the Bar is going to be kind of a fun one. I agree. I'm I agree. not excited for Brock Lesnar getting an extension. No, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm sure him and AJ will do good, but I'm, I'm sick of him. I, I like Brock Lesnar. I'm, so. No, I'm sick of him taking up a spot. And I'm with Luke here. I don't part, think he should be the champion, but I like him on the... Uh, oh, yeah. Dude, if he's not a champion, I literally don't have a problem. Same, same. But yeah, they pay but, him to be the champion, so... Right, but we'll but, save a lot of that for next week. This week, as we said, is the uh, infamous Montreal Screwjob from Survivor Series 1997, which Gang rules. Take play, yeah, gang rules is the subtitle for the show, I guess R-U-L-Z. you could say. Yes. I think and, it's because we got some Team America versus Team Canada and shit yep. like that. And, and then Nation Domination, which they totally weren't racist about. Well, we'll get there. Uh, and it's coming to us, obviously, from Montreal. Quebec. Quebec. Canada. From Quebec. The wow. French... Yes, very French. So, uh, it's what, and one interesting thing right off the bat that we noticed is uh, all the ring announcing is done completely in French, which I feel like would never Rawls. happen in today's WWE. No. Because uh, this is a very French-Canadian area. of. Uh, also, before Canada. we get started, you can find us on Google Play, the Apple Store, SoundCloud, not Spotify. Yep. There's another one, isn't there? Uh, YouTube. I haven't been updating the YouTube feed, and nobody said anything, but I'll get, I'll get caught up here. And we'll start posting the, the, the audio on there as well Um, oh i feel like we should announce this now because by the time you're listening to this this is going to be live the first ever big boys and body slams best of all time uh tournament is coming uh we're gonna make brackets like like, we're gonna do some bracketology by the time you are listening to this uh, on wednesday this will be live um so vote please come to our facebook we'll we'll probably put one up every couple days yep see who goes it'll be a it'll be a long tournament but um who the best is we're gonna do a standard uh 
uh, bracketology style bracket with uh, one seed through 16 seed on two different sides, and it's gonna. And uh, we're already arguing down. about the seeding. Yeah, so we're after this. Epi- we're done recording this episode. We're gonna kind of hammer down the 32 entrants here and what seed they're gonna be in. So that should be a lot of fun. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, with that being said, should we get into it? Let's do it. Into Let's Survivor Series 97. So we open with a video package uh, that is pretty much exclusively hyping up the main event between Brett and Sean. I really liked this. It made everything feel even more real than it probably was. Uh, but oh, there were some nice snippets oh, of interviews were between, real. between Brett and Sean and some nice uh, segments from, from previous matches. I just loved the way this entire feud was uh, presented throughout this show. Um, well, I, th- I think it was such a good feud because it was real. Yeah, yeah I no. think it was drawing on a lot of very- it was a shoot, man. Things, they worked themselves into a shoot, as they say. Yeah, brother. Uh, Brett's good, Brett. And I think that uh, it really worked out great. So we got that. And then again, as we mentioned earlier, um, all the announced teams were introduced. A uh, bit of a technical difficulty there hearing the Spanish announced team. But we did get to hear the French announced team. And then the ringside announcer in French was going to announce our first match. Hold on. Hey, hey, hey. Hold on. First of all, the bow tie vest combo on Jim oh, Ross. Oh yeah, JR's, are we just not going to mention that? JR was looking good. JR's looking fly. That's like dapper. a '90s, like incredible, just multicolored. Uh, he looks great. Vest He's combo. looking dapper. But also, I want to give a shout out to those other announcers because Tito Santana and Carlos Cabrera were on the Spanish announced team, team. and then I'm pretty sure, like, good God, dude. That was that was his catchphrase. Stop. It was. It was his catchphrase. Yeah, it was already mm. And and then the Rougeos, like I'm pretty sure all three of them were Rougeos on the French. The Rougeau brothers, team. yeah. Uh, well, and the, and then there's like a dad or something because one of them's very older. The three brothers. Uh, so then we go in <laughs> right into our first match. All right, thanks, Dad. You're welcome. Which is going to be the Headbangers and the New Blackjacks, which is of course Mosh Thrasher. Uh, Barry Windham and, and Bradshaw, JBL, Bradshaw versus uh, the New Age Outlaws, uh, Billy Gunn and Road Dog versus the Goodwins which with is the Godwins. Don't the, say the Goodwins. <laughs> sorry, Godwins. I wrote Godwins and I said Goodwins. It's the Godwins, which is Phineas and uh, Henry, and one of them is Midian. Yeah, uh, Phineas Godwin it will, would go on to be known as Naked Midian. Midian during the who would also then go on to be days. Naked Midian after that. Yes. Um, were they really called the New Age Outlaws at this time? Uh, yeah, they're called. They were called. I think maybe just the Outlaws. Yeah, they they were like the New Age Outlaws, but can, they weren't. Can we talk? DX. Can we talk about that entrance? So first of all, Road Dog is still doing his you know talk the whole way out to the ring. First thing you hear is, "Hello, you maple leaf loving freaks." That got heat too. It was awesome. Oh yeah, no, they they got heat right away. Billy Gunn has like a has a hat that has no top to it. It's just like a donut hole. And he's on like his looking head. through it. Dude, that was awesome too. And uh, Road Dog of, looked ridiculous as well. It was it was a good time. It was, and I have to say, I loved uh, Billy Gunn's attire here because he's wearing like a crop, like a crop top before crop tops were in style uh, with the with the Texas flag. It was like sewn on there, like an, an image of the Texas flag, and then he had very southwestern in style inspired tights uh, with like a little design. Going Long he looked tights. great. He like looked chaps. great. He looked great. Yeah, I um, think people forget that he's an ass man. Bam, oh. Nah. oh, he's an ass man. Uh, so starting this match off, and this is a Survivor Series rules match, so single elimination and the last man standing is the winner for their team. Uh, so Phineas Godwin and Barry Windham are going to start off, and then Phineas escapes the ring right off the bat and is instantly uh, drenched in sweat somehow. Like oh, the that was gross. Oh, he's the got, he's got some back sweat. I forget how nasty he, they portrayed him. I didn't really remember the Godwins at all, but just Midian in general just... Is a is a is not a very attractive. Well, man. they'd always come out with like they didn't they didn't hear, but they'd always come out with slot buckets and yep. pour those on people, and that always looked nasty. And uh, 
Yeah, no, they, they were just supposed to be nasty pig farmers. Yep. So Phineas gets back into the ring, and then uh, Wyndham slaps him so hard he falls down. Uh, and then JBL comes in, power slams Phineas for a near fall. And uh, in this moment, Phineas went to go try and tag in the, one of the outlaws, neither which were having any of it. Uh, they didn't they did not want to touch that grossness. They wanted nothing to do uh, with Phineas, which I thought was pretty funny. So he ends up tagging Henry in. Uh, there's a leg sweep for a near fall. And then Henry suplexes JBL for a near fall. I'm going to call him JBL because that's how everyone knows him. Uh, it's faster to say. Okay. I and thought it was Blackjack Bradshaw. Uh, no, JBL. Pretty sure then, Bradshaw is two syllables. JBL is three, but all right. But you can say Bradshaw, JBL. You know, you can just say it a lot faster. Yeah, he's right. Thank you. You know what, Luke? I'll give this one to you. Bradshaw uh, comes back in, Thanks, hits Dad. a big clothesline to Henry for a near fall, and then Henry gets rolled up uh, by Bradshaw, and he's gone. First elimination on a roll-up. And it was a really weird elimination. It was a bit of a messy uh, combination. It just seems like in some of these old Survivor Series matches that they get out without even really being touched. Like, Yeah, I never not- realized how many non-finisher finishes. <laughs> I feel like, and, and maybe this is something we've never paid attention to, but it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see if that's a trend that we see on Sunday next sunday for i don't know no no because if you like last year's i don't think anybody got eliminated without a finisher bro everyone kicks out of the first finisher these days so there's no way we don't see it that's true um so yeah jbl gets the i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna wager to guess that's maybe one of like five roll-ups jbl has ever scored a pinfall with ever in his career He's not like known for roll ups. So he, really? he, he might have back. He might have back hint. Then yeah, I don't really remember him now. I think but you better check yourself, Zach, because he is a wrestling guy. Hey, we got two impersonations from Luke today. I like that. Thank you, Luke. Yeah, man. Brought the <laughs> uh, A game. So at this point, Wyndham comes up back in. He suplexes Phineas and then hits a gun red suplex for a near fall, and then a clothesline for a near fall, and then. Um, Wyndham clotheslines somebody. What happens here? And somebody gets eliminated. Who is it though? I wrote Barry. Is there Barry in this match? Yeah, Barry Wyndham. Barry Wyndham gets eliminated with the clothesline. That's what it was. I had to piece it together there. Yeah. Uh, just that, a normal clothesline. That's another Phineas. one of those eliminations that you're like, okay. Yeah, very much. Even on my notes, I was like, that can't be right. It was but, a trash clothesline, too. No, it was right. It was a bad-looking clothesline, and Barry Wyndham is gone. It's so weird seeing Barry Wyndham here on the opening match when in the NWA he was like a world the champion. guy. Yeah. Uh, so, Gunn comes in. Uh, at this point and Mosh comes in in Barry's place um, wearing a napalm death shirt yes wearing a napalm death, sh- death shirt gets a long armbar spot on the gun here uh, and then gun beats up uh, beats up Mosh for a little bit works him over in the corner then there's a bulldog counted into a kind of a I don't know I guess a slam face plant yeah, like a face plant and uh, that eliminates Mosh so goodbye Mosh thank you for your Rip. participation another one that you're just like like on a, at on least a that one looked. At least that one looked. It had impact. Heavy, yeah. yeah. At least it had impact, but still off of a counter. Yeah, it, it was, was odd. To such see a weird there. start. Uh, so now we have uh, Thrasher and Phineas are in. There's an arm bar, uh, long rest hold spot arm here by bar. Phineas, and then an arm drag into an arm bar uh, from Thrasher to Phineas, and then um, Thrasher goes up to the top, and I'm calling this a leg drop. We got into a bit of an argument uh, because it's not really a leg drop. <laughs> It I wasn't a leg at drop all. at all. He it's used a- his legs and dropped Phineas onto the mat. But he like okay, so he like dove onto him like he was gonna go for her Karana, but instead of but flipping then just backwards, him down. just like went forwards with it and momentum slammed. So him. a leg drop. That no, is no, it's not a leg drop, drop. dude. <laughs> and that uh, whatever the move is, I don't know if that was his move he used often, but it did eliminate Phineas. I'm pretty so sure that was a finish. He's out of the it? match, and uh, I think it was. So Bradshaw is in, and Road Dog is in, and Bradshaw gets rolled up immediately for a pinfall, so he's gone. Uh, another roll up. And uh, we didn't see any. He, he went how he got the other guy. Yeah, out. he went. Yeah. He went how he got the other guy. That's right. Uh, so then, at this point, Bradshaw gets upset and he just starts beating everybody up. Uh, eventually, they do get him under control, 
and uh, he he leaves. And then maybe my favorite part of any match I've ever seen in my entire life happens here. There's some confusion over who the legal man even is at this point. So Road Dog is going to go for a pump handle slam on a Thrasher. Thrasher reverses it into a pinfall, and then Billy Gunn goes for a knee drop from the top rope. Misses it by... <laughs> he missed this, this knee drop by... A, a fucking country a f- mile. By a foot. Uh, gets the pinfall anyway. He literally whiffs, hits nothing. He hits the mat, and that's it. No, There's no hint of contact uh, on this move at all, but he does get the pinfall anyways and wins the match, and the New Age Outlaws are the sole survivors. <coughs> oh, boy, this match sucked. Uh, this was not a good way to kick off this uh, Survivor Series show. There was a, lot of, uh, a few botches, just kind of slow action, a lot of kind of... Uh, throw your hands up in the air eliminations. I gave it one star. Um, I gave it one star. Um, JBL was not very good back then. He has no. a long ways to go. He would definitely progress a lot and later even in his career. The outlaws were not that great right here. Uh, you can tell they're just starting to kind of come into their own. They got the gimmick part down. They got the gimmick part yeah. down, but the wrestling's not totally there yet. It was a, it was a clusterfuck of a match. Yes, it was. Really, the only good worker in the match was Barry Windham at this time. <laughs> he was the second person eliminated. Yeah, and... Uh, it just it just wasn't good. Nobody clicked, and but I mean, a lot of these guys became a lot better as things went on. Even yeah. Midian, yeah, definitely. I tell you what, even oh, oh, one star. You said I'm sorry. Yep, I said one star. Even even though I mean, you still saw the signature Bradshaw clubs though. Like he was he was. Oh stiff. yeah, he was stiff. Oh, he people. never he never got over being stiff. Nice. Boing. Swing. Uh, um, Luke, what did you think of the match? I bad, actually. So I I gave it a star. <laughs> um, and that finish was just god-awful, as Billy just whiffs everything, hits the mat, and Thrasher, like, I don't know, I guess it would have been even more ridiculous if Thrasher would have sold it like he got hit with anything, but Billy literally just rolls him off of Road Dog And gets the pin. And gets the pin. It's, it was and bad. And Thrasher just, like, acts like The he, fact that that's the last thing you see in the match is just, like, that's what's yeah, going to stay booed. with you. They got booed for that I shit. I mean, it's crazy, because these guys, all a lot of them, actually, end up being really good workers. Yeah, and definitely. The I always thought that Mosh and Thrasher could have been a lot more. Yeah, I think injuries, they were good. I think injuries kind of derailed them as a team and yeah. shitty gimmicks. For sure, I loved I love the concert like a different concert shirt every single time. Yeah, I love that too. Um, um same. Go ahead. So a- after that, like almost immediately, we get into our next match before the competitors are have even uh there. I think there was a competitor or two still in the ring, and the music being is hit for the next team in the next match, which is another Survivor Series match. And if you thought that last match was bad, whew, we got a treat for you. Buckle up, baby, because this is the Truth Commission. The buckle little, up, the, the, baby. The little the 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 oft remembered uh, Truth Commission, which is mm. Kurgan, who Kurgan! is called. Thank you. Who's called the interrogator? Uh, the jackal, who is Don Callis, the legend. Bull Buchanan, who's Not called as as uh, Recon, and uh, some other guy called the Sniper. And it's just a goofy gimmick, and they're about to face an even goofier one. So they're yeah, they're like this uh, like reconnaissance military uh, team. They're like special forces. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Kurgan Kurgan is a freak. Kurgan is an absolute freak. Can, can I make like an mm. observation of Kurgan? Yes. Mm. He is not as bad as a lot of the Giants back in the no, day. No, he, like, he... He's not Giant Gonzalez. He's he's better than like the Giant Gonzalez and the Great sure. Khali, but I mean, he's nowhere near some of the other Giants, but he we've seen a lot worse. And he wasn't really given the chance... We'll get into it during the match, but he wasn't really given the chance to do very much in this match. I really wanted to see more of the interrogator because he was clearly the member of the uh, of the yeah, Truth Commission the who was being pushed as like the big dominant force and he hardly got to work in the match at all. Plus, you know he what, hardly has a neck. You know what they should have done? Dude, his shoulders are freaky. They're Brock Lesnar's This would have been a lot better of a gimmick 
is if it would have just been the jackal as the manager for the interrogator. That's typically how it was, but I guess they had to throw him in the match. And I guess I should say they're taking on DOA, which is uh, the Ron and Don Harris, who are called Eight Ball and and Skull. Um, Skull, yep. And then uh, Brian Lee, who's being known as uh, something. Chains? Yeah, Chains. Chains. And then there's then Crush. Crush from who, Demolition Fame. From Demolition from Crush, who then went to being a Hawaiian superstar crush. That's now... Uh, a biker man. A biker oh, man they came crush. out on motorcycles, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So the kit, it was weird. They came out on motorcycles, uh, but instead of parking them at ringside, they had to park them like on the entrance ramp. So they like came out, <laughs> did like, did like a little ringside tour, and then just like drove away. Yeah, because there's four of them. You're not gonna be able to just put fucking four. Of them. Yeah. So they parked their bikes and then they walked to the ring. Uh, and I kind of had a bad feeling about this match going in. Yeah. On paper, I, it looks very bad. Yeah. Even on paper, like when we picked this one to do, which we obviously picked it for one reason. Right, right. Um, this was the weak spot. I was like, ooh, that looks bad. Um, um, Kurgan, I, I just want to mention one more thing about Kurgan. Cause, you you know, love him? Yeah, I love him. Yeah. Um, his, his voice. He his sounds voice, like an actual demon. His, his voice is literally like you, you, like I just spoke into this microphone and then, um, I pitch shifted, yeah, pitch shifted it down, down two octaves. That's what sounds like this. But he's like, Aah! he's like Hulk screaming throughout <laughs> this entire match. And it's wonderful. It is Hulk it's my favorite it's, part. Yeah. Of, he's, he Kurgan and, uh, just Kurgan actually is by far my favorite part of this match. Okay. To be honest, my favorite part of this match is when the Jekyll gets on commentary, which we'll get to. And he's the, just yapping his He's jaws. just going. And I will say right now, I'm a huge Don Callis. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I couldn't think, tell. I think Don Callis is one of the smartest men in wrestling. I and agree. I, I think you see that with the impact turnaround. I agree. He I, spoke very intellectually on the broadcast. And which he, which he kind of does a lot. And yeah. then, I mean, it's obvious that this guy is important since New Japan is has been using him. Yep. All In is using him. He's like the president of Impact. This yep. guy's fucking genius. Yeah, and so seeing a, we got to see a young uh, Don Callis here as the Jackal. So let's get into this match. Everyone brawls to start. Uh, it turns out that uh, Kurgan and uh, Brian Lee, who is uh, called Chains, are going to start this match off. Uh, so Kurgan eats, gets sent into the turnbuckle, uh, hits his head on there. He won't go down. Um Chains is trying to kind of suplex him or shoulder tackle him, but he won't go down. Then he hits what I'm guessing is his finishing move, the sidewalk slam, right off the bat to eliminate Chains. And one man down. Yes. Uh, so in comes in comes Bull Buchanan, who is called Recon, comes in, and Eight Ball is in in uh, Chains' place, and then Jekyll gets tagged in right away, hits a knee drop, and then uh, gets no sold by eight ball who just pops back up uh jackal knows he, jackal knows he's in trouble here he eats a sidewalk slam and he's gone so two sidewalk slam eliminations like back to back from opposing teams and then instead of leaving ringside as kyle mentioned jackal would just go to commentary and spend the rest of the match putting over kurgan uh mm-hmm. the interrogator saying oh he's the brute force behind the team uh who wouldn't get to go into the match for a little while he does get back in um so then uh yeah, so Bull Buchanan comes in, Crush comes in, uh, there's a leg drop and a belly-to-belly to Crush for a near fall. Uh, both men are down, and then 8-Ball rolls out of the ring, and then Skull rolls into the ring, clotheslines uh, Recon, and then he's gone. This the, the, It got messy here. <laughs> so the whole thing is, obviously, the Harris, brothers, here, huh? the Harris brothers are twins, obviously, and... Uh, the ref couldn't tell them apart, so they were able to switch places. It never, there was no payoff to it ever, at all. It just happened, and it there goes there just goes the recon. OG Bellas over there. Yeah, there goes recon, and uh, recon recon is no more. 
Uh, so Sniper and Skull are in, and there's a really bad botch neckbreaker uh, from Sniper to Skull here for a near fall. Uh, then we get uh, Scoop Slam, and then there's a distracted near fall here, so they're going for the pinfall. The referee was distracted by some uh, uh, scuffle going on outside the ring, which causes a near fall. And then there's a Bulldog, and that is uh, what eliminates Skull. So Sniper eliminates Skull. Thanks for playing. Uh, <laughs> and Ape Ball and Crush... Um, are kind of tagging in back and forth. There's a suplex to Sniper for a near fall by Crush, and then Abel comes back in, and then uh, the interrogator, Kurgan, gets tagged back in. It's a sidewalk slam to eliminate Eight Ball. Third. Yep. Third sidewalk slam. And for so the win. this part really bugged me. And so what happens is Crush comes in uh, in Eight Ball's place, and then Kurgan tags out of the match, <laughs> which is like strategically. Sniper, all Sniper did was get his ass kicked. <laughs> Why in the world would you tag him back into this match when you're clearly the strong man? You're the most fresh man in the literally, match. Literally stepped in, sidewalk slam, leaves. And then leaves. And that was it. That was like, okay, bye. Uh, wonder how that's going to turn out for you. Uh, so Sniper comes in, immediately gets power slammed and eliminated. Uh, and then Kurgan comes in with a sidewalk slam to eliminate Crush, and he becomes the sole survivor. So I think looking back, it was made so that Kurgan would become the sole survivor for his right, team. it was. Uh, it was just so silly to me. And again, uh, Kurgan wins the match for the Truth Commission. This match was terrible. There were so many botches I didn't even touch on. Uh, I give it 0.5 stars. I also give it half a star. It was bad. Um, the names are bad for all these guys. Oh, yeah. The only name that I like, there's two of them. I like Crush because that's crush yeah and then i like the jekyll but not on don Callis. jackal it's the jackal the jackal i think that would be cool name on somebody that's not don Callis. i kind of liked he kind of looks like the jackal of him though i kind of like and kenny g um sorry i kind of like kurgan as the interrogator yeah uh I, I like Kurgan as Kurgan. The Enforcer would have probably been a cooler name, but I'm just, you know, I'm not... I feel like that's too cliche, because yeah, that's, maybe. like, literally his role. You're so cliche, Zach. I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, Luke, what did you think of the match? Well, I was just sad that there wasn't a Kurgan shuffle after the victory. There were four sidewalk slams for pins. Yeah, three of them by Kurgan. Three of them by Kurgan. <laughs> the fucking powerhouse, baby. That's no, it was, right. it was half a star. It was real bad. All right, so we'll move on after that. Oh, oh uh, sorry. In my, in my notes, I wrote, botch, 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 botch. Yeah. Four sidewalk slams. This match was a botch slash sidewalk slam. Botchamania, uh, after that, uh, I love this segment. Uh, just a bunch of nerdy Canadian wrestling fans getting interviewed uh, outside prior to the show. They aired like a little clip segment, and these fans are rabid. They're speaking French. Some of them are speaking English, but this just like the best nerdy 90s group of people I've ever seen in my life. I feel like they did that a lot in those mid to late 90s. I loved it. Where, where, they, where they would videotape they would videotape all the fans talking about what they were most excited for and stuff and it, it kind of makes me cringe because it shows like the prototypical wrestling fan like in bunches yep, and yep, yep. they're all um, not the prettiest people in the world. They're all kind of super nerdy or they're kind of slow. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we're I so, we're so proud to be wrestling fans. And I don't understand why this is like I mean, I guess AOL is a huge deal back then, but oh, it was a huge. You're not even deal. you're not even talking to the wrestler. You're, the wrestler is telling some random guy what this. Well, Kyle, we hadn't we hadn't gotten there yet. Yeah, but way, to, guess, way to jump the shark, kid. <laughs> Sorry. I guess we'll get we'll get there now. So after that, we cut to the AOL uh, chat room where you have Stone Cold. This is like. Oh, I, I way scene. jumped ahead. Yeah, you did. Uh, so you have Stone Cold. He's clearly <laughs> not paying attention. So you have Stone Cold, uh, like sitting 
all the way to the back of this room. Kevin Kelly is interviewing him about how he's chatting with friends using a ghostwriter on this like old laptop, all sponsored by AOL. It's was eerily reminiscent of the Chris Jericho segment from Halloween Havoc a few weeks ago. Yeah, where, where they just, just have like, like a ghostwriter. Yeah, they're like they're like hyping up how you can be talking to this wrestler, but you can clearly see it's not even. He's just in the room. And he's not, you're not even communicating directly with him. Like, I don't know if they, if wrestlers don't know how to type or what the thing is. They don't want to type. Yeah, they don't get paid for that shit. Uh, so Stone Cold gets uh, interviewed, uh, and uh, I don't know what they said, because I was just laughing. Basically just, like, trying to talk about his broken neck injury and how he's trying to strive through that, and if that's going to affect his match tonight. And he basically just said, yeah, I got hurt, it is what it is, I'm a badass. Now, if you excuse me, I have to talk. go talk to XX420 Bang Sluts XX. <laughs> about uh raw <laughs> sd uh then after that a very uh young michael cole is interviewing team america who's going to take part of the next match which is uh uh steve maron steve blackman mark maron sorry steve blackman vader mark, and Goldust. I, underst- I understand mark maron. mark maron doesn't deserve respect mark but maron. mark maron it, he does mark yeah, maron yeah, for real i apologize uh and i couldn't really pay attention to this because th- this whole entire time uh mark maron is like staring glaring a hole into michael cole's face and like he's, he's like two inches away from his face yep. and he's giving him this look that's like so creepy he wants to kill this man he either wants to kill him or, or like ravenously make out with him i couldn't tell which one but i couldn't even focus on what was being said vader basically just yelled about how they're gonna win and this kind of like, what i got from it this was like bald mark marrow too but oh, yeah no yeah. vader vader was like he was like, but he was like white meat baby face yelling, oh, yeah. and you can yeah. tell that's totally not his thing. And so that was awkward. Mero was glaring a hole through Michael Cole. You know what? You Go, know what? I'm sorry to interrupt, ahead. but we Go totally ahead. forgot the funniest part of this promo was that Vader forgot what he was supposed to say. Oh, yeah. And when yeah. Michael Cole put the mic on him, he just stood there like a deer in the headlights for like six or seven. And then seconds. he started rambling. Oh yeah, yeah. and then, like he, then he like uh, strokes his face, and then he starts going. Yeah, he's like, uh, this was this was just hilarity in, in every way. Also, we're just we need to talk about the fact that Gold Dust is like in his weird he's in like I, his depressed heel yeah, his like heel phase where he's depressed and he left marlena and his family which they will remind you about a million times and he has fu written on yeah he's his got a he's, he's got, got a broken wrist apparently he's got black hand. face he's got all black face paint and he's got the gold fu, F-U. yep yep on each cheek and then on the back of his head in black it says alive again yeah and uh he's got a broken hand so he's got like a sleeveless one of his sleeves is cut off and he's got a cast on his on his hand and his wrist um and then you can't forget Steve fucking Blackman. Yeah, Steve Blackman's looking. I don't. This, he said something. I don't remember what he said, but he said something here. And uh, I'm gonna get you, Canada. And then after that, we nice, heard dude. a familiar piece of music as Team USA comes out to the ring, which is of course what would eventually go on to be Kurt Angle's theme song. I feel like that wasn't very close. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So uh, uh, that song plays uh team usa to the ring and then uh team canada does get interviewed quickly before they come out and team canada is of course jim the anvil nightheart uh, the british bulldog furnace and lafon i don't know who these people are doug what? doug and doug phil. furnace and phil lafon i don't know where these people came from uh, they talked the hell out of doug furnace though. is he is he the one that was like a bodybuilder because one of them was a bodybuilder like back a strong man yeah i yeah. believe that, yeah, was that was furnace, furnace. yeah uh, and so they're interviewed briefly backstage before the match starts and of course the match is Team USA versus Team Canada so the British Bulldog and Mark Merrow start the match uh, the Bulldog tackles him sends him outside and then Vader comes in Bulldog counters a crossbody with a, a nice vertical suplex so he kind of catches him on the crossbody rolls over and then gets Vader up and holds him there 
no, for British, a decent British amount of time. British Bulldog had a badass suplex. It was awesome. He always did that. Uh, he held them for an hour. Lafon comes in, and then Marrow comes in. There's a spin kick to Marrow, a clothesline for a near fall. Anvil comes in, and then Lafon comes back in, and then Blackman comes in. Hit Blackman. My voice is cracked there. Blackman. Sorry. Blackman. You're excited. I get it. I am. Blackman comes in, uh, kicks Lafon, and then he like does this really cool move where he like does like a neck breaker on the top rope, but he flips over the top rope to uh, choke Lafon to stun him on the top rope, mm-hmm. and then he goes out to the apron. It was really cool. It was very unique. Um, He's the best. Blackman's great, man, and he looked great here. There's a DDT for a near fall by Blackman. There's a backslide for a near fall. Lafon gets sent out of the ring. Uh, Blackman goes outside to follow him, gets ambushed. I had an issue with this. Gets ambushed by the entirety of Team Canada. Uh, he's getting just the heck kick out of him, and then gets counted out for it. But it's like he he couldn't get back in the ring because he was getting his ass kicked. Also, so he was getting his ass kicked out there, and only Vader comes to help him. Yeah, the rest of the Team USA doesn't care, yeah, and they, they just they let him care. get ambushed. And Va- Vader like runs over and pushes a few guys, but yeah. Blackman's just getting his ass beat by a bunch of guys. And Mero's sleeping, and Goldust, obviously being Goldust, uh, we'll get more into he's his mad. story arc later into the match. Well, this is a grump. But... Yeah, oh, Steve, yeah, that causes Steve Blackman to get counted out of the match. And I, I don't know. I felt like that was really lame. It is lame, but um, it's not necessarily disqualification. I mean, if it was someone outside of the match itself, as far as I know, if, as far as I know the rules, if it was someone outside of the match itself, it would have been a DQ, or at least it should have been. Yeah. But, but, okay, so one of the things is you get a five count, right, if you're doing something illegal, right? Yeah. I thought so, you get a five count if you're inside the ring as an illegal man. I don't know if that carries out. We gotta but, get the baby rule book. You have you have four guys attacking one. I feel like that literally stopping him from getting back into um, the ring. Yeah, well, and so then at least like, stop the count until the ambush is over. Well, right. guess what, fellas? What we didn't know here is that uh, Canadian rules. These oh, Canadian that's rules. right. Uh, yeah, Canadian rules. There you go. Nice throwback. Um. So yeah, Blackman. Blackman is is gone. So Mero and Anvil are in the match now. There's a backslide by Anvil for a near fall. Vader comes in, clothesline his shoulder blocks Anvil to the ground for a near fall. Anvil eats a nice elbow. Uh, a standing elbow by Vader, then a big old big boy splash, and Anvil is out of the match. Vader gets sent into the steps, and there's a belly to belly uh, from Vader to Lafon, uh, and then a Vader splash to Lafon, and Lafon is gone. Do you like that? He's like Lafon. Bye, Lafon. Thanks, guys. Bye, Lafon. And uh, yeah, and so after that, we get Furnace comes in, and Marone Marin comes in. I want to call him Marone, but it's it's Mark, Mark fucking Marrow. Mark Marin. <laughs> Marrow! Marin. <laughs> Mark Marrow comes in. You son uh, of a bitch. <laughs> we both don't like Mark Marrow. Uh, there's a moonsault, by the way, from Mark Marrow for a near fall. That was actually pretty. I gotta give him credit. It was like a, kind of like a, I guess you called a split-legged moonsault, because he went off the top rope, bounced his legs off, did the moonsault for a near you fall. You guys are really trashing there. Johnny B. Bad. Uh, that well, was really not good. Johnny really B. Good. good. Hoo! Hoo-ya! Oh, and then British Bulldog comes in, and God, then Furnace comes in right after that. There's some strikes to Marrow, and then in the corner... Then he returns the favor, gets some strikes on Furnace. Furnace gets a roll-up, and uh, goodbye, Mark Merrill. He's out of the match. And then a uh, flying clothesline to Vader, and then British Bulldog comes in. Supl- uh, Vader gets a, gives the British Bulldog a suplex, and then Vader goes for a tag here. And this is when we see uh, a little bit of a story arc here for Goldust, who refuses to tag into the match, citing the issues with his hands. He's got a cast, yeah. Uh, he doesn't want to come into the match because his hand is, is injured. And apparently Jerry um, Lawler explains that that's because... He punched a wall. So he didn't... Pu- so in order for him to stop from punching his wife... Yeah, he punched uh, a wall. So I wasn't... Okay, so I wasn't sure if Jerry Lawler was making a joke there. Like, or if that was, like, actually the storyline. Yeah, I, I, at one point I was like, is Jerry Lawler making a domestic abuse joke right now? Like, I don't understand. Well, I know that Jim Ross took every chance he could to be like, what kind of man leaves his family? Leaves well, his wife? Yeah. Well, Luke, what kind of man does? 
Not uh, not a not golden good. one. Oh. Uh, so. Wasn't sure where you're going with that shit, uh, but all right. This whole this whole like gold dust, uh, kind of like being the venom in Team USA. The problem with that is that you are are very famously in Montreal, Canada, which is very much an anti USA. The Team USA. Are they already, hate you anyway. They're already billed as the heels. So when you're trying to have a heel story, when you're already the heel team, the crowd does not buy into it. And yeah. they do not buy into this at all. But they don't the, care. There were so many fans sitting at home on AOL sending WWE messages <laughs> about how pissed off they were at Goldust. <laughs> it was bizarre that they decided that well, this was going to be weird Benedict thing. Goldust. Like you say, build as the heels when it, it is just weird because Vader was tr- like... Vader just had such weird face tendencies in yeah, this match. But they were booing the heck out of him. And anyways. he was like, please, Goldust, please tag me. And then he slapped him. Yeah, he really wanted to get Gold. We'll get there. Uh, Sorry, so Dad. first off, uh, there's a side suplex to Furnace. And then uh, Vader gets kicked in the dick uh, for a near fall. Right in front of the ref, by the way. Ref saw it. Didn't care. Uh, near fall. Typical. And, yeah. Uh, Canadian rules. Yep. Bulldog yep. comes in and eats a suplex. Both men are down. Uh, Vader goes for a tag again. This is when... Um, Furnace hits the overhead belly-to-belly suplex onto Vader uh, with ease, by the way. Yeah, can I comment on that shit? Yes. I That's bullshit. That, I get British Bulldog, his huge stacked ass, getting a suplex because that's what he does to everyone. But Doug Furnace, this rando who they're just saying, oh, yeah, he was a powerlifter, to throw he, Vader over his head like he's nothing. He, he was a powerlifting champion, so it makes sense. Like, I can excuse like he's it. It's not, it's, not, it's not 1990 anymore. Like, like he's yeah. nothing, bro. People can get lifted now. Yeah, but I, this, I didn't this, have an issue with this, it. This, this dude's 400 a, and some pounds. Well, if he's a powerlifting champion, he can lift a lot That's of power. Right. <laughs> uh, and li- then and then what? after that, well, I think what he followed that up with was even cooler because he followed that up with a Hurricane Rana for a near fall onto Vader. Um, yeah, Doug Furnace is the best. Woo. I'm yeah. not saying he's the best. I just understand why he did that. So oh. then... Uh, this is when Vader is desperate to get a tag in. He really needs to get a tag. Goldust refuses. So Vader does a smart thing and slaps him in the face hard and thus makes Goldust the legal man. Goldust enters the ring. Very quickly decides he's had enough. Leaves. Takes the count out, which leaves Vader by himself. You know what? That actually reminds me of uh, when Vader slapped the piss out of that Iranian reporter. You guys, Did you guys ever see that? Uh-uh. Him and nope. Taker, when Taker was world champion, had an interview, and I, it was in the Middle East somewhere, and the reporter was telling him, you know, that wrestling was fake, and he stood up, slapped the shit out of it. Oh, wait, no, never mind. No, he just grabbed him by the tie. I'm an idiot. That was uh, doc, That was David Schultz. Yeah, slapped you're thinking him. of Dr. God Death. damn it. Come on, man. You know what? I Stop. I, I'm done. I quit. All right, bye. Uh, and then, so, a Vader bomb quickly eliminates Furnace after Goldust eliminates himself. And then, as this is happening, the Bulldog grabs the ring bell. And the referee is trying to get uh, Furnace out of the ring. And Bulldog just lays uh, lays Vader out with his ring bell. Uh, and then and the gets refs the are right there. Yeah, the refs are right there to see this, by the way. It uh, doesn't matter. Gets the pinfall for the victory. The bell can't ring because the ring also, bell's outside of the on the apron. Can we also point out that when he hits him, it makes a ding? Like, like whoa, there's an even worse one later ding. in the show. Uh, but it definitely did make a very audible noise. The apparently WWE refs are a heart, are all a hearing impaired. They're all incompetent, uh, and that causes the win for Team yeah. Canada. I actually thought this was an okay match. I liked it. Uh, I give it two point six stars. It was it was 2. it was a decent six. Yeah, it was better than two point. It was better than average by a little. You bit. were ridiculous. Uh, I thought it was an okay match. Two point six stars. What did you think? Kyle? I gave it two and three quarters. I thought out of all the Survivor Series style matches on the show, this was the best one. Um, so I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed Vader. I think there's a lot of underrated talent in this match. I mm, think definitely British Bulldog, ton Jim, of talent in this match. British Bulldog, Jim Neidhart, um, Goldust, Vader, 
And who was... Not Doug Furness. Not Doug Furness. Doug Furness. Hashtag fuck think, Doug Furness. Do you think... Dude, whoa. Oh, um, Steve Blackman, obviously. Yes. The, the Black goat. Attack. I don't, I don't know why I forgot him. I was... Because he, he got eliminated in unceremonious fashion. Yeah, but I think all those guys were very underrated. I, think, I agree. I mean, I think at least Vader got a world title run in uh, WCW. Mm-hmm. But I think they all deserved more than they did in their career. We've, I mean, we've gushed in previous episodes about Vader, but we haven't had a chance to gush about Steve fucking Blackman. He's, wow, dude. He's amazing. He is. He, he's great. And the, the legit badassery that he brought to the table, honestly, he was my favorite hardcore champion. His, because, move, his move set's incredible. You know, it was just different, and it was awesome. He has some great moments, like at SummerSlam, when he kendo-sticked Shane off of like 200-foot yeah. titantron. He fell off the titantron. Um, and he, I don't know, he always had those, I don't know, he's awesome. He, he was just hardcore shit. I agree. Uh, what'd you think of the match, Luke? Uh, two and a half stars, hashtag fuck Doug Furness. All right. Uh, that wow. That's a little bit harsh. Uh, yeah, you don't even know this guy. <laughs> no, you, got, you guys were big marks, so I just had to... I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a big mark. I just mm-hmm. made, it just makes sense to have a powerlifting champion Vader with the big is gun. Vader huge. But it's not 1985 anymore. Like The yeah. standards have changed. A guy can lift a guy now, you know? It's okay. No, everyone else... Stro- okay. I don't understand why you're so upset about that. But Bulldog gave him a vertical suplex in the because same match. Because British Bulldog's yeah. on a million steroids. Okay, but this guy's a powerlifting champion. He that, was small. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. It it literally does. If only he had how, taken wait, more steroids. How does, it, how does it matter if you're a powerlifting champion? He did not look like a powerlifting champion. Oh. Like he, he he just looks like a small guy. It doesn't look believable. He's throwing a dude over his head, which even if you're a powerlifting champion, like that's not gonna happen. I mean, it, oh, it, it I, I happen though. I didn't know if you were a powerlifting champion. You did like you know put weights above. Is your he head Mark and fucking Henry? It. Well, Mark Henry's short. He, Mark Henry is not as short as Doug Furness. He's Mark not Henry big, is huge. He's he's short. He's he is big, bro. And he, and he lifted Big Show, which is a big difference. But he, since he's a powerlifting champion, it doesn't matter. I really don't think the weight difference was that much between Big think, Show and Vader. Do you guys think this was Doug Furness's like crowning achievement? Yeah, in WWF? definitely. Yeah, belly. Yeah, over the head, belly overhead, to belly overhead, to overhead Vader. Suplexing Vader. Yeah, bye, Doug Furness. Uh, so after that, we get a, a little video package hyping up Kane. Uh, it really oh. kind of played off on. Oh yeah, sorry. What, what, you're gonna, you're just gonna Did you're I gonna skip the, the super supper sweepstakes. The super supper. Yes, I gotta bring that up. Thank you for reminding me about that. So they they announced the winner of the super supper sweepstakes, which is you get to have supper with a, a superstar of your choosing. And the lady Jacqueline, bless her soul, that won this in Texas. That yeah, no, in North Carolina, right? What was it? I think it was in North Carolina. Okay. I don't care where she was, but she won that she, dinner with Stone Cold. She Boston. wanted that dinner with Stone Cold, and she could not contain herself Lawler. she was out of control Lawler's trying to ask her like you know wh- where are we going to dinner and it'd be funny like why don't you want to take me and she's just ah! she's just like giggling on the other end of the phone and this, was, this was so funny she was so happy so do you think it was actually Stone Cold Steve Austin no, or do chance. you think it was like Jerry Lawler not a chance I think I think that she went to dinner with Pat and Jerry or Doug Furness I guarantee you and then Luke Stone gets Cole. mad because Doug Furness picks up a fork yeah yeah well uh because uh, he picked up the bill. <laughs> yeah, he picked up the bill. It's too big for him. <laughs> Good guy, Doug Furness. Uh, uh, and then we cut. That was yeah, that was hilarious. And then we cut to the Kane vignette, the video package hyping up Kane and uh, very much uh, kind of playing off his relationship with the Undertaker and Paul Bear. Kind of that whole story, the way that that unfurled, and uh, it was really interesting and well done. And then. And then uh, Mankind cuts a promo back in the boiler room. A fantastic promo. Talks about how he feels like a little pebble and he's going to throw himself at the wall that is Kane. Well, Paul Bearer called him a pebble. Yeah, yeah. Because because before Kane showed up, him and and Paul Bearer were in cahoots. That's right. Uncle Uh, Paul. 
And so he uh, says he's going to throw himself at the wall that is Cain over and over and over again, and then he's going to sink the mandible claw onto uh, Uncle Paul, and then who's going to be the pebble now, or something along Yeah, those something lines. like that. It but, was awesome. But the, demented, Mankind's delivery, Demented yep. Mankind, and we talked about this during the show, but as much as I enjoyed kind of uh, uh, white button-down shirt Mankind, walk and sock connection, sock, comedy yeah. Mankind... Uh, the demented dark boiler room mankind was so great. Ripped out. Is that your favorite face of Foley? Ripped out fifty Probably. hairs at a time. See, I like old school cactus. I Jack. love cactus Jack too, though. It's it's hard. I give it to mankind. Uh, but this was a great promo. So, so Zach, you got to pick. I pick cactus. He picked mankind. You're like in the middle. How about dude love cactus? <laughs> Good call. <laughs> I have cactus. I think. Um, so you know, that does lead to our next match, which is going to be Mankind versus Kane. Uh, uh, so right off the bat, Mankind comes out. He's got his ear entrance music. Kane's coming out. Before he gets to the ring, though, uh, Mankind attacks him. And I thought this was like a technical mistake because nope. the red eerie Kane lights were still on. But then I was informed by Luke, no, that's how he did, they did his matches back then. It was kind of distracting. It wasn't that long. Like, it didn't last that long. But yeah, when Kane first debuted, because you got to remember, he just debuted the month before that's this. That's true. Yeah, this was blood. probably one of his first matches, I'm guessing. I wasn't really a fan of the lighting. It was a bit distracting. This was a really good match. But yeah, it was red the entire being, Yeah, this ended up being a fun time. match. Uh, so they brawl outside before the bell rings. Uh, Kane triggers his pyro, which does end up ringing the bell. Mick clotheslines <laughs> himself and Kane outside, the classic uh, Mankind clothesline, Cactus Jack clothesline spot. Uh, and then he gets taken out outside. Kane throws the steel stair steps on a mankind outside the ring. Uh, and he eats them big time. They eventually both go back into the ring. Mankind pulls chunks of his hair out uh, because he's trying to, you know, just be crazy mankind. And he pulls like a small he pulls like a small rodent's amount of hair out of like his body. It, it, it's disgusting. Uh, it gets a clump of but hair. But it's amazing. Uh yeah, the, it was it was nasty. And then uh, Kane works him over into the corner. They go back outside. Kane gets sent into the steps, and then Kane gets hit right in the head, unprotected with a chair. Uh, and then Kane eats a pile driver outside. Are they? Is, that's kind of cringy now. Like chair shots. To the the head. unprotected chair shots are. Cr- like, I mean, he, it was a hard. It was a at hard least Kane one too. Has a mask. True. Uh, but it was a hard sh- shot. They get back into the ring. I think actually the pile driver is inside the ring. I apologize. Uh, and then he Damn it. he he holds up his mandible claw fingers. Uh, goes to the side of the ring and sinks it in on none other than Paul Bear, who sells it like a champ. He goes cross-eyed. He mm-hmm. lays, sits down on the side of the ring and kind of flaps around. I love um, it. However, this does open a door uh, because as he's getting, he's going to setting up for the elbow onto Paul Bear, which allows Kane to come up with one hand, grabs Mankind by the throat and throws <laughs> him from the apron him. through the announce table. The distance uh, Mankind got on that was 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 great. And Creek Horsemick crashes right through the announce table. Uh, and he's he's out, but not too out because he manages to DDT Kane onto the concrete out by the ramp, and then he gets up, hits the classic elbow drop from the apron onto the entrance ramp onto Kane, uh, and then after that, Mankind gets thrown. He goes up to the top turnbuckle. Kane catches up, throws him from the top turnbuckle right onto the ground. Uh, that seemed painful. And then back in the ring, Kane hits a great tombstone. Like just the, like Luke mentioned during the show, the quickness of his tombstone. Yeah, his tombstone's something else because it's just it's two steps. It's it's bam bam. Yeah, it's bam bam. It's bottom laid out. Yeah. Uh, whereas the Undertaker was much more. He'd bounce off of the knees and then lay him out. Mm-hmm. Whereas it was much more of a like a quick motion. Just quick and, death. Uh, that is the wind. The win for Kane. The win. Um, I'm really glad that Mankind got to get some offense in on this match, particularly for somebody who was so new and so uh, mysterious as Kane. Uh, I thought Mankind looked great here, and Kane looked good too. I give the match three stars. I thought this was a pretty, very solid match. I gave it three and a quarter. It was one. It was fantastic. I thought they did a lot. Um, there's not really much else to say other than they both looked really good, and I yeah. think again both 
are top tier legends, I think, of all time, but I don't think they're treated that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're kind of forgotten about as top tier legends. So sometimes. Sometimes, I mean, I mean, if yeah. you're a fucking Mark, um, I do think also I, I, the one thing I thought it did really well was it played to both men's strengths, and that's as much as you can ask. Luke, what do you think? Uh, three stars, and I thought the storytelling in yeah. this was excellent. Yeah, this wasn't so much so, of a blowaway uh, like Meltzer match. Uh, this no. was this was pure story, a lot of big, uh, painful looking bumps, and just well, uh, really putting over Kane as uh, somebody who it, can work through any. Exactly. Thing. So, so we all know what this was for. Okay, we know that literally the next year until Wrestlemania or however many months it is um, it's just Kane building up to the Undertaker match at Wrestlemania 14 showing how dominant he is how strong he is and how much of a threat he is to Undertaker and how unstoppable he is so given that that we know that that's all this is supposed to be when really on paper it should have been a squash match Mick Mankind built this up incredibly yeah um for what should have just been kind of a formality match. He got some offense in, and then he does what he does yep. best, which is just take bumps like yeah. a motherfucker. I feel like in today's WWE, that this would have been a squash. And I'm so glad it wasn't. Yes. I'm so glad it wasn't. Yeah, I thought it was done really well. Mankind looked tough, and we don't see a lot of announce table spots. No. And I think that the way it was done, the way he was just chucked off the apron, yeah. showed that Kane was very powerful. I yep. just thought that it was a big brawl, but the storytelling for how little technical stuff there was. The storytelling was excellent. I was very sports entertained. Nice. Uh, So after that match backstage, Sergeant Slaughter and Vince McMahon are interviewed uh, and they're basically talking about how they're going to do whatever it is, whatever they have to do in their power to make sure that the Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels championship match goes according to plan and uninterrupted. Uh, Vince is very like real life nervous about something. He's, he's not, he's pale as a fucking ghost. And you will soon find out what he was so nervous. We all know with hindsight being 2020, we all know. I mean, and then you look at Sergeant Slaughter, his, his face is blank. Yeah. Like he's just staring at the camera, blank faced. Vince is uh, cracking, is like clenching his knuckles, and you can yeah. tell. Essentially, this this interview was was put in the show just to uh, give all of the backstage people a reason to be ringside for this match, uh, and it did its job, I think. Which is yeah. crazy because they had to have called out on the fly. Oh, definitely. Uh, and then after that, we get our next Survivor Series match, which is the Nation of Domination, which is of course D'Lo Brown. We are the Nation. Thank you, comma Rocky Maivia and Farouk and they're facing the Legion of Doom Ken Shamrock and Ahmed Johnson which just seems like <laughs> the most random team I can possibly well think I would of. like to say that Ahmed Johnson did tag he, with Legion yeah, of Doom at WrestleMania 13 while, yeah. right? um, because he was in the nation then got like beat up and got thrown out can I just say I loved that I loved the Nation of Domination, man. They were just for how ridiculous the that whole gimmick is when you look at it. They were really cool. It, you, I, you, yeah, yeah, man. They, they were they, Black Panther. They were cool. They were yeah. that was a good way to describe them. They were cool. I thought they were cool. And the fans, thank you. And uh, the fans really hate the Rock. Uh, die, Rocky, die! Chance start almost immediately, even when he's not in the match, which is crazy. he's not in this match that much till the end. And these are uh, we haven't really talked about these Canadian fans. They are they're rabid. They, they are, are rabid, and they crazy. get nuts in the main event the main event of this match like there was like legit security concerns well for they, the, they get they get the nuts pretty much from the get-go from basically from team america from that third match they they're they're pissed they're rowdy yeah. they're rowdy little and fellas. uh so hawk and d brown start this match they drink they drink their syrup before tonight and they got in there and they got wild yeah man they did uh, we might say serious? we might say people are hog wild but they were moose wild okay 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 stop so, hey, you were out of control. Yeah, hey, so uh, like them, eh? So D'Lo and Hawk, Brett screwed Brett, start the match off, and uh, D'Lo Brown hits a pile driver to Hawk, and he no sells it, uh, gets up, hits a messy neck breaker, 
Uh, D'Lo gets the tag to Rocky Maivia, who comes in, hits a rock bottom that Hawk does not get any elevation for. It might as well have just been like a leg sweeper or, or, or a... Uh, a move like that just like a slam yeah yeah uh and that's it for hawk he's out of this match this hawk must have been having some personal very demons. clear he was having he some was issues no selling this match. the shit out of it because he looked rough and he was eliminated within two three minutes of the match yeah and any start. offense that he had was stiff yeah uh so after hawk is out ahmed johnson comes in hits an elbow strike to the rock Ooh. which which this elbow strike i thought he was going to do something athletic because he like leapt in the air <laughs> wrong and then just hit an elbow strike onto the rock and then screamed like he had just hit him with a fucking <laughs> brick Yes, uh, and then Kama comes in, who you might know as the good father, the godfather. Kama Mustafa. Yes, uh, he comes in and then immediately takes Farouk in, and then the nation assaults Ahmed Johnson in the corner uh, uh, while he's kind of trapped in the nation's corner, gets assaulted by them, and then out of nowhere, Ahmed hits a Pearl River Plunge, which is his finishing move on a Farouk, to eliminate him. Um, what, what I guess, what, what could you call this if you weren't aware of what the move is? You said a tiger... Uh, it's a tiger driver, I guess, right? It's a, it's a double underhook power bomb. Uh, yeah, or a, yeah. That's what it is. And to yeah. be real, uh, good looking move. I, li- I like a tiger. Oh bomb. yeah, no, he had a sweet finisher. He just, just everything saying, else about him was, I was just garbage. Mod Johnson is terrible, but that was a good Ahmed. move. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hashtag so D-Lo, fuck Ahmed Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Delo okay. comes in, hits one of his beautiful Delo Brown frog splashes uh, to Ahmed, who kind of no sells it. Uh, <laughs> what a good frog splash! I, it's a great. Dude, frog he looks splash. like fucking Dominique Wilkins with how bad, like how much he like had his legs. Yeah, yeah, whatever. His I love, I love it. Down. I love Full it. Extension. It was super good. Uh, Ahmed jumps right up, hits a face buster to D'Lo, and then Rocky comes in, eats a terrible looking spine buster, uh, and then Shit. Farouk. Uh, Farouk hadn't left ringside because he's sitting there complaining with the referee outside, and then the outside ref blatantly sees. Farouk hold Ahmed Johnson's legs, tries to tries to stop him from doing it, can't, allows Rocky to get the pinfall, and Ahmed Johnson is eliminated. I literally don't know what these outside refs are here for. To just scurry people away, because apparently they have no power in actually calling these matches, because this very obviously should not have been counted or as a pinfall. Or they could have fucking yelled at Tim White, hey! Yeah, hey, look! Hey, man! Look here! Uh, and <laughs> so ridiculous. There goes Ahmed. He's out of the match. Uh I thought that was a bit uh, weird. So Animal comes in in his place, and then Ken Shamrock comes in, and then Kama comes in. Uh, so we're at Kama and Shamrock are in the match right now. Uh, Kama gets sent to the corner, uh, and there's a double down. They get up pretty quickly. Uh, Godfather hits a suplex uh, for a near fall, and then a scoop slam to Kama from Shamrock. And then Animal comes in, and Kama uh, uh, kicks him. Good old spin kick. And then Kama gets rolled up, and he's gone. So goodbye, Kama. Thank you for your Bye-bye, uh, Papa contribution. Shango. Now we're down to D'Lo and The Rock. Uh, D'Lo comes in. Ken Shamrock comes in. The strikes in the corner. Uh, Rocky punches Shamrock uh, right in the dick while the ref is distracted. So uh, uh, D'Lo holds the legs. Yeah, D'Lo holds the legs up. Uh, likes to do them for the Wazab uh, Hardy's move. And uh, uh, Dudley, like boys. Dudley boys. Yep. Did I say Hardy's? Yep. I'm sorry. I meant Dudley's. Uh, and so he's holding the legs up, and then instead of like going to the top rope or anything, The Rock just comes in and he just, just fucking uppercuts him. <laughs> just punches Ken Shamrock right in the dick and balls. I mean, I would say it was more it of was a gooch. Like, it was more of a gooch it was punch. Like the taint. Uh, uh, I just I don't know why, but I thought hilarious. that was a well, funny Instead of stomping spot. it, like he just straight up he just drove punches his fist. It, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ow. Yeah, and then there's a leg drop for D'Lo, and then uh, he kind of does the cocky pin with like the leg over him, over Shamrock's neck for a near fall, and then Shamrock eats a knee. D'Lo misses a really nice uh, another moonsault attempt is missed, and then Animal comes in, power slams Ken Shamrock. Um, no, that's not right. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, Animal Power Slam D'Lo, I apologize. And then Shamrock comes back in. And at this point, the outlaws come out dressed in full Legion of Doom attire. They look silly. They look ridiculous. Yeah, Billy Gunn's got face paint, and then Road Dog's got the armor. Yeah, so they come out. Uh, Animal gets... uh, Gets uh, feisty. He goes out to fight him, and then he gets powdered in the face... And then he gets counted out. So again, so so this one, I blatant underst- outside interference. I understand that you were pissed about the last one. This, this one, one was, was bullshit. Yeah, this was bad because it's very obvious he's being interfered with. But instead, he eats the powder and then gets counted out. Goodbye, animal. What bothers me about this part is Hawk didn't even come out back from the back to like no, save animal. Nobody did. Nobody tried. You, you think you think Hawk would come out and like fight for the right to party or something? And uh, I think he that was the problem. Well, too okay. much partying. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Goodbye, Animal. He slowly trudges to the back of the ring. Rocky's tagged in, and then Shamrock takes both Rocky and D'Lo out. Uh, so he's kind of left t- to his own device. It's him. It's Shamrock against D'Lo and The Rock at this point. Uh, there's a big belly-to-belly to D'Lo, and then he ends up tapping to the ankle locks, and now we're down to The Rock and Ken Shamrock. Did you... I, I might have missed it. When D'Lo, like, jumped over the top rope, like, like sprung over the top rope and then went straight to the middle rope and did a springboard moonsault did we already say that? I, I just said he missed a moonsault i didn't go into specifics dude, it was, that, that it was thing athletic was dope. It was that shit athletic. was dope that's worth noting because yeah, d-lo he, like d-lo here he's a big dude he looks like he's yeah. upper 200 yeah he jumped over the the top rope to come in and then bounced off the second rope did a split-legged moonsault attempt uh a beautiful form by the way. just a regular just springboard. A regular, uh, yeah uh, beautiful form on the moonsault. Gorgeous. He did miss it, but uh, and then yeah, he does end up so eventually uh, tapping out to the ankle lock. Uh, can't 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 stand that ankle lock. And then the Rock comes in, uh, eats a DDT for a near fall, and then he hits people's elbow, and it's a near fall spot. And there's a belly to belly to the Rock. Both men are down, and there's a hurricane rana to the Rock. And then Shamrock sinks in an armbar, transcends quickly to the ankle lock, gets the Rock to tap out, and he is the sole survivor. He snapped, by the way. Yeah, and then yeah, he, just, he, ah! yeah, he screamed and went crazy and then ah! hit the ankle lock. And I actually thought this match was okay. Full I gave it 2.5 stars. I think it was right in the middle I for gave a, it, a match. I gave it 2.5. I thought it, it was not as good as the uh, Team Canada, Team USA one. But I thought it was really fun. It kind of slowed down in the middle and was kind of just like not good. But <laughs> it got better as we went. And D'Lo Brown was great. D'Lo Brown was the best part of that match. Yeah, I agree. And, and I love Shamrock. Young Rock, I love the Road Warriors. It was good stuff. Luke, I actually, think? I actually gave it two. I feel like kind of a hater here. It's all good, you know. Shut up. Uh, I gave it two stars just because. I mean, Hawk shouldn't have been in there. All my Johnson should have never been in a fucking ring in his entire existence. Yikes. Um, that's kind of rude. Oh, really? Because you're you you what? Was he good? Was he good? I mean, no, but was he good? You know, okay, he's better than some people. For a tugboat he, he, sympathizer, I mean, it seems like he yeah. Tugboat, wait, 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 wait. No, tugboat looks like fucking Dean Malenko <laughs> compared to Ahmed Johnson. Okay, that's okay. Fair. That's ne- fair. Never, never say tugboat and Dean Malenko in the same sentence, please. Can you imagine a uh, tugboat Malenko, versus tugboat. Dean Malenko? Oh, that'd be great. Um, you know, it'd be really bad. Yeah, tugboat versus Ahmed Johnson. Versus Kurgan in a triple threat. True. Yeah, okay, True. you're right. That would be the worst match of all time. But um, Ahmed Johnson, he's no selling. His he's not connecting. I just can't imagine what it's like to be uh, another wrestler and know that you have to sell oh, for yeah, Ahmed Johnson. For sure. Because he's not going to connect clean. Yep. And you're going to have to like he's not going to sell any of your moves. And they wanted to make this guy never. Don't forget this shit. They wanted to make this guy a top guy at one point. Okay. How many? Big muscle-bound guys that can't work have been made top guys before. Oh, but he is one of the primest examples of this. Well, there's a ton of those. 
I'd, say, I'd put Kali probably first on that list. Yeah, Kali's up there. Kali's different because he's a giant. This and guy's just... as much as I love him, how bad was Scott Steiner in his return? Oh, he was return? terrible. He was awful. He was yes, terrible. He, I mean, he was hurt the whole time, but... Yeah. And then Test was not that great. I, I like Test, too, though. I like Test. Um, um, but, no, I, I can I can concede with that. I think he never had the it factor besides just being a big, bulky man. Also, uh, go ahead. Also, D'Lo Brown, awesome. Yeah, D'Lo Brown looked great. And, yeah, we love D'Lo Brown. And his like, just his personality, everything, his gimmick. He like made fun of Ken Shamrock's like fighting stance. Yeah, he did one of his own. And yeah, no, his he, frog splash is the best. He looked really good. Yeah, he I did. might, I might actually go out there on a limb and say his frog splash might be the best. Really? It's so better good. than Rob Van Dam's. He gets so high and he like goes all the. Rob yeah, he Van like Dam's, does a full compression. Yeah, he he like full goes full frog. Yeah, like he his, like folds his body in half. Yeah, it's it's awesome. But it is very froggy. I mean, Rob was the better wrestler, but right, Dilo might have had the better frogs. I, I, I might oh. agree with you there. Mm. Um, so after that, we get a. I got to crotch chop my way uh, into <laughs> happiness because we got the DX theme song. Uh, and at first I thought, is this the segment? Is this all it's going to be? Uh, no, it was actually hyping up the DX in your house pay-per-view that was coming up. Uh, so I got to hear a little bit of the best theme song Degenerate in WWF history. Something, fool. Uh, and then after that, Jerry, I had, this blew my mind. So Jerry Lawler is talking to the, cr- to the, oh yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay. We forgot about something in what that last match. What did we forget? Okay. There is a, there's some sort of hideous feedback in the arena. Oh yeah. Like they're just, just a treacherous, like, like, and everyone's hurting so so much so that king that lawler kind of goes off script and says oh that's probably our illustrious sound man kevin dunn and that, so that was great i, we, we, I kind of marked out for that yeah that's uh, that worth noting yeah so after that jerry lawler speaks is speaking you know kind of in the in the in the to the to the crowd watching at home to the audience at home and uh, essentially promises that you're gonna see stone cold get his neck broken again tonight Ooh. And yikes. And this, I thought this was going to be just Jerry Lawler like going rogue and like doing something weird and one off like he tends to do. Nope. But this was like the story this of this the match was that Owen Hart was going to break Stone Cold's neck again. Because after, after he accidentally did it at uh, the last, wait, what, what was it? Was it SummerSlam? Yes. Yeah, a SummerSlam when that pile driver gone wrong, yeah. and then so they just took full advantage of it. And yeah, they did, and in, 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 yeah, it's Owens literally got Owen three sixteen says I just broke your neck. Yeah, so he's mocking Stone Cold's broken neck essentially, and they cut to a video package. They don't shy away from showing everything. Uh, the whole video package is centered around how uh, you know Austin's been rehabilitating, but Owen Hart is going to rebreak his neck. Uh, yikes! And this Canadian crowd eats that shit. They up. eat it up. They yeah, they love it. They are chanting for Owen Hart to break. Yeah, they Stone really Cold's want to see neck. Stone Cold break his neck again. Uh, so uh, wow. Owen wow. Hart comes out. He's accompanied by the entirety of Team Canada, and then Stone Cold comes out. The classic glass shattering. He's got the glass, well, and he's got the glass in front of the Titan Tron. Yeah, yep, or, yep. Yeah. Uh, in front of the entrance ramp. Um, he shatters. So and that, that only shatters halfway, by the way. Yeah, and then he big breaks their ass as it comes out. Uh, so right off the bat, Jimmy Anvil Nightheart tries to get involved before the bell rings. Eats a Stone Cold Stunner as the bell is ringing. Uh, Owen does get the upper hand from this, though. Uh, he teases the pile driver. The crowd goes insane. Uh, Austin counters it, thank goodness. Uh, and then uh, he manages. Owen manages to wrap Stone Cold's legs around the corner post. Okay, and uh, so at this point, Owen tries leaving. Austin has to chase him down. They brawl outside, escorts him back. Uh, they fight on the broken announce table for a little bit, and uh, then Owen Hart chokes Stone Cold with a cable for a very long time. Does Which not should have been a disqualification. Does not get disqualified. The ref threatens him, and he eventually does quit. Stop and it! And this, whole, point, this whole thing's Canadian. And rules. at this point, Owen is begging to be disqualified. He even goes so far as to go to the uh, to ring the timekeepers area and ring the bell himself <laughs> to disqualify himself. And so, of course, uh, uh, Jr. and the King are like, "No, that's not an elimination. This match is is continuing." Um, 
So they eventually do get back into the ring. Uh, Austin stomps the mud hole into Owen and... Walks that shit dry. Thank you. And then he stuns him for the win. Uh, and then Team Canada comes in and they all get stunners. Or the, are we gonna, uh, are we, did we even mention this was for the Intercontinental Championship? Yeah, it was for the Intercontinental Championship, by the way, which Stone Cold just won. Nice. Uh, I thought this was actually an okay match. The storytelling, as problematic as it might be, was pretty entertaining. Uh uh, and I love the way they tease the pile driver and just seeing prime stone cold get to wrestle is fun. I give it three stars. Kyle, what'd you think? I gave it two and a half stars. I thought it was a little too short for me. It was a bit short. Mm. Yeah. I, okay. I, if it would have gone longer, I definitely would have probably given it three and a quarter because it was really good. It, it was, was just too short for me. Like, um, I think Owen's great. I think stone cold's great. I thought they had good chemistry. It was just didn't go long enough for me. That's it. Okay. I'm gonna have to correct you, Zach, I because you said yeah, Zach. You're just already apologizing before I tell you. But you said uh, good to see Prime Stone Cold here. I'm gonna have to say he was probably Prime Stone Cold before he got his fucking neck broken. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. And his move set got a lot more limited. But you know, you know what's crazy? What? Yeah, that a guy with a broken neck can deliver a stunner like that's not realistic. What? Yeah, you know, he has like a broken neck. How can he give a stunner? Kind of like how can a weightlifting champion... Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Luke, Luke, I gave this one three stars. Thank you, Luke. And uh, Austin, it was just, it was, a, it was a really good brawl. I kind of agree with Kyle. It should have, not on the fucking uh, Doug Furnace thing, but... <laughs> That's the hill Luke's going to die oh on, by the way. Oh, God. Um, but I agree that it, it should have gone longer, oh, but it was, yeah, it was a really like, nice go. brawl, and this was this was Stone Cold's revenge for the, the broken neck in Montreal, so... I think, I think the reason it went so short was because of the length of some of the other matches and how they needed to get everything in for the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels. Yeah, match. I think so. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you could have Bret could have screwed himself a lot faster, and yeah. Stone Cold and Owen could have had a better match. Um, yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, so after that match, we get a video package hyping up the main event. It's uh, essentially exactly the same as the one that opened the show. It's a bit longer. They added some footage and interview clips to the end. Other than that, same video package. Still great to see it. That's a very good video package. And then after that, uh, something really cool. So so both competitors are seen kind of in the locker room area as they walk through Gorilla out to the entrance ramp. Uh, but it's Slowly. it's very it's very tense. There's like a tense like droning music well, playing it's underneath. Like, it's that same tone that plays when the Hell in the Cell comes down. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It's exactly it's that same tone. Uh, but it's, it's you could feel. Uh, just how tense it was. It yeah. was really well done. This was done. 21 years ago, and I know exactly what happens at the end of this match, but I was getting chills. Yeah, there was, there was, th- You could blow the top off of that place yeah. because the tension was just ridiculous. Yeah, it, it, it was it, overwhelming. It, it was like a pressure cooker, and I loved the way they had those guys walking out. It, uh, it was just a really nice touch. And both men got it. And then I have to say, Shawn Michaels, as he comes out, is being such a disrespectful prick. Uh, I love it. That's kind of, he, that was he, kind of him. Actually. He wipes his taint with the Canadian flag. He flosses. He, yeah, he flosses with the, American, the Canadian flag. Uh, excuse me. He humps it. He puts it in his nose. He spits on the crowd at one point. Mm-hmm. He's just being a detestable, just asshole. Uh, and uh, he is getting so much heat for it. Shit's getting thrown in the ring before the match even starts. And then Brett comes out. And, of course, he's the big hero here in front of the Montreal crowd. They all love Brett. Um, this also, can I can I just, this begs the question, and I hate to be controversial. Because Lord knows this match wasn't controversial. Go ahead. Uh, what, if, what if a foreign heel came out with the American flag and flossed with flossed his butt with it, blew his nose on it. They'd be fired. It, They'd be fired. And spit on it. A lot of good old boys would be mad. 
Yeah, I think there'd be. I think they'd be fined or fired, one of the two, right? Like, Which is dumb. Isn't that oh, crazy? I agree. No, I agree. Uh, but you know, that just shows how much we cherish the flag, and that's all yeah. I'll say about that. Yep. Uh, so. HBK ambushes Brett right at the start of the match, but he ends up getting the upper hand. HBK clotheslines, uh, um, gets clotheslined outside, and they brawl outside for a very long time. The bell has not rung yeah, yet at this rung. point. Uh, they brawl outside for a very long time. They go into the crowd. The crowd is rabid at this point. Security is having to really do their thing. Uh, HBK, They're not doing a damn thing. Yeah, uh, Shawn Michaels chokes Brett with the American flag. Uh, there's a back body drop on the, the ramp to HBK, and then a suplex to HBK on the ramp. Uh, and then he assaults HBK with a fire extinguisher. Brett does at one point. There's a ref bump. HBK gets slammed onto the barricade. Uh, they finally get back into the ring. Um, uh, Brett really got a lot of big offense in on. He beat the hell out on to Sean before the match even started. It's really stiff. It's really stiff. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and no, just these dudes hate each other. The fans are just getting like more and more ravenous, and the mm-hmm. bell hasn't even rung for this match mm-hmm. yet. The actual match port, the actual in ring portion of this match was relatively short. I feel like the outside brawling kind of was longer. There was than at the least match. ten minutes of the brawl. Yeah, and they yeah. brawled all through the, uh, the crowd, and then to the entrance area, and then they finally make their way back to the ring. Uh, the bell sounds. Brett chokes HBK with, I believe it was the Montreal flag um yes yeah chokes him out with that uh doesn't get disqualified for it was this an odq match i think they said it was right i don't i never heard it but i mean it had to have it been was. it had to have been yeah uh i think this whole pay-per-view was and then he gets a reverse atomic drop on hbk there's a forearm to brett the crowd really hates sean here they go outside hbk literally spits on a fan and then just he gets he gets and then spit he gets on a hundred times like, in return <laughs> he gets pelted with like 10 different spits he gets popcorn gets thrown on him at this point as he drops Brett under the stairs uh for a face buster they brawl back onto the ramp again and then they end up back into the ring um hbk it's a face lock to brett for a long time he eventually escapes and slams sean into the ground begins to work over the legs uh hits a scoop slam to brett or Sean manages to hit a scoop Sam to Brett and the crossbody gets countered into a uh, roll up near fall for Brett. And then uh, Sean gets drug over to the corner. HBK uh, gets set in the figure four. Uh, Brett puts HBK in the figure four around the post. Uh, Sean sold it really well. He's screaming and agonizing in pain. I love the way that spot looks. It just Brett was looks so good at that. brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he has it locked in. Uh, Sean's really struggling with that one. It hurts him a lot, obviously. Uh, and then Brett sinks the figure four in inside, right in the middle of the ring. Eventually, Sean does reverse the pressure. Uh, Brett gets to the ropes, though. HBK gets sent into the corner. So, so, so it sells it like a madman. Does his flip over the, the turnbuckle. Delio there. And then there's a leg sweep for a near fall by Brett. And then HBK gets suplexed and then eats a backbreaker. The ref gets taken out uh, at this point because... Uh, um, Brett's going for what looks like to be an axe handle or something from the second rope, uh, but the uh, HBK shields Hebner in front of him and gets taken out at this point. Um, and then so the ref's down, HBK. He didn't last long, though. Uh, it almost looked like a botch or something because he, like, usually when you see a ref bump like that, right, like the ref's out for, like, ever. Mm-hmm. But uh, Earl Hebner kind of just bounced right back up uh, shortly after to. that. Yeah. Uh, so after that, uh, HBK teases the sharpshooter. Sets it in. The crowd hates it, by the way. He's stealing Brett's move. Uh, Earl Hebner kind of looks at Brett for a second. No tap. No no saying I quit. Calls for the bell. Shawn Michaels wins the WWF Championship. And Brett screws Brett. Brett screwed Brett. And Brett hawks a huge loogie Spits on right face. in Vince McMahon's face. The best loogie in the uh, business. Gerald Briscoe quickly takes... Triple H and Shawn. And Triple like, H and Shawn. And they go to the back as fast as they can while the crowd is throwing and spitting on Shawn. Well, uh, the crowd see, is like, ravenous. You can, you can see Gerald Briscoe is worried. 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Had he's a, just every, saying go, go, go. But, but it's funny because as they're leaving, Triple H is talking shit to all the fans. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's like behind. he's saying in character. Triple H was a prick too. Briz, back Briz, then, so. Briscoe's got Sean, and he's like pulling him and Triple H is just feeding off to the fans and it's cracking me up so I mean again if you don't know the story obviously it was uh, Brett had uh, and this is all kind of real life stuff Brett had no respect for Shawn Michaels thought he was a cancer on the industry uh, thought that he didn't carry himself in a professional manner which Brett did have a bit of a point you no, have to admit Sean, my, uh, Sean, Sean was, carried himself horrible Sean was then. a prick back then and yeah, I'm fully on uh, board with Brett on that I agree with Brett on that uh, and, and but what, what happened was he was leaving for WCW uh, did he appear on Nitro the next night right uh, not the no. next night not the no. next night was a, a couple weeks after that then yeah um, so he was WCW bound and and he, everybody knows it yeah and he did not want to lose the belt to Sean in Montreal and which is so stupid even if you hate the guy, you got to do what your boss tells you to do at work. He, ref- he said he was going to refuse to lose in Montreal uh, to Brett. It's just kind of a, a, a the eye of the storm kind of just happened to mm-hmm. to happen right here on this one night with this one situation. And so uh, Vince, Triple H, and Sean very famously decided they would call an audible, and uh, thus the Montreal Screwjob was born. Uh, I yikes. guess. I guess my thing is to like. Yes, I understand that you don't want to lose a title in your hometown. But how many times have guys been embarrassed in their hometown? Look at Jim Ross. Oh, every yeah, every yeah. time they went to Oklahoma, something happened. To I, him. I so that's the, so. Here's the thing: is I understand where Brett was coming from. I understand that it, that you didn't want to lose in your hometown to this specific person who you thought was was disrespectful to you and your country and and to the to the industry. I get all that, and I'm 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 willing to side with him on that. Like, okay, you don't want to lose. That's fine. However. You have to be a professional too, first and foremost. Exactly. And if your boss tells you Sean's going over you, you need to say, "Okay, Sean's going to go over me." As much as I might not like it, I'm leaving the company anyways. Why can't I leave? Right. Well, you just got to understand, you can't leave the champion. You just can't leave as the champion. Exactly. Right. He, he needed to have that uh, understood, and uh, very famously did not. And and Vince and and Brett didn't speak for years after well, this incident. Occurred. Well, I, can you I, also look at what Medusa did? Exactly. Like she I left, think that's exactly yeah, she what they left, go She left with the women's belt and trashed it on TV. Threw it in the trash on yeah, Nitro. So, so Vince McMahon does not want this mm-hmm. to happen to his most prized title. Yeah, he right? was not going to let that happen again. And Especially so, with the world title, yeah. And so I think what people need to understand is... Brett screwed Brett. Brett screwed Brett. Because if you would have just taken the pinfall like a man, like an adult, like an employee... Yeah, this that, never would have happened. But and the, I like Brett. And, and I, I am a Brett Hart fan, but this... I don't understand how anybody, knowing what we know today, I don't understand how anybody can look at this. And uh, defend it. Yeah. Or uh, no, defend Brett. Yeah. You can defend it. I can defend it to a point, but again, at the end of the day, you gotta, you I'm, gotta, you gotta do, you gotta, the you other gotta thing is too, over. I do mm. think Vince should have been like, listen, you're losing. Like, I'm the boss and you're losing the belt. I mean, yeah, Vince could have handled it better too. I, I definitely if he done see that, that. If he would have done that, Brett probably would have walked out. So, and that just proves the point that Brett's not a professional in that. I aspect. think in hindsight, uh, I think in hindsight, that's what Vince would have done. Uh, but I, I have a slightly different view on this. Let's hear it. Um, I think that there's a lot of context in this. That if I were a wrestler in 1997, I would also fucking hate Shawn Michaels because he was. If you weren't in his little clique, you were basically an outcast. He got whatever he wanted to because he was Vince's little baby boy, and he was a little bitch to everybody who couldn't back up anything. So I totally understand this. Like, and they were they it got so real that they were insulting each other. Like they were making real life insults on live TV. Yep. Um, Shawn Michaels submitted him, like submitted him, quote unquote, with his own finisher, 
And Brett, Brett is a super prideful guy. Yes, he should have lost the title. To do it in Montreal is a slap in the face. To do it with the sharpshooter is a slap in the face. It was just, it was, it was fucked up all the way around. Brett should have done business, but there is a huge case for how that went down and he could have lost it. I, I, you know, we've all said he, he would have lost to anybody else. He would have dropped in Montreal to anyone else. But again, that nobody else was, was there though. Mm-hmm. I think at that time yeah. it was the only thing yeah. it was going to be Sean. And or- do you think the finish would have actually been a sharpshooter at the end of the no, day? No, I no, think no, it would have no, been no. a super kick, right? Yeah, It would have been a super or an elbow or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. So, along those so lines. I think, I think that was Vince McMahon's way of sit, like, and, and again, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. I think if he could do it again, I don't think it, it would happen exactly right. the same and, way yeah. and you know i i still don't think brett would have been on board done, been on board because i think uh, sean was not a good person at that time at all i know but, first to tell you that. at all but i mean there's a lot of guys who have done the job for people they don't like yeah mm-hmm. yep i i think edge and matt hardy matt hardy did that's the a job. really good example and, actually you know there's other ones too Hogan and Warrior weren't the best of friends. I really don't know though if there was any hatred in wrestling that went deeper than it, that. This than, was deep. This was this was on a deep level. Uh, I guess uh, what I, I give the match four stars mm-hmm. uh, just with the story and everything. And the match itself, even without the it the, was great without the controversial finish, was a very solid. Uh, intense uh, uh, you could feel the intensity in this match I really enjoyed the match I gave it four stars I also gave it four stars I thought it was really good um, I love the ending uh, yeah I, I mean I wish you would have actually tapped out but I think that was a good ending I think it was yeah losing it was shocking. finisher in your hometown it was shocking Luke uh, I gave it four stars as well. I mean, wh- what do you say? It's the ultimate. It's just an amazing grudge match. Um, there was the brawling. There was just... These guys were beating the hell out of each they other. They really were, yeah. Brett did get a lot of offense in that that was able to appease the fans. Um, just that one moment where Hebner calls for the bell. And by the way, like him and Brett, like family friends, best friends, and he felt terrible. He got out of there and he had a secret car take him the, away. The yeah, thing with yeah. Hebner, too, is... Like you, you have to feel bad for Hebner in that spot he because doing he's job. doing he's what doing, the boss yep, told him exactly, to do. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, now he's marketed himself and made mo- a lot of money off screwing Brett, yeah, Brett screwing yeah, Brett. Yeah. But um, you got to feel fo- feel Hebner. Oh, I feel for Hebner more. I definitely do. You know, Sean and Sean and Hunter, they didn't care. They didn't care that they screwed Brett, and that. Well, even though in the back, Sean apparently was crying and said, "I'm sorry, I didn't know this would happen." Like it was, it goes deep. But yeah, it it. it this is one of the most the, fascinating look up story. Yeah, this like, is one of the most fascinating stories in all of wrestling. Look it up again. It goes back to it, your boss is telling you to do something that is not like right. it's something that you can do. It's something that's possible to do. It's not something. That is fucked up, really. It's not go to Saudi Arabia in the middle of a... Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah Ooh. but, it, you know, it's it's not like he was calling anybody like a racist name. Like, if yeah, somebody was yeah, to say, yeah. hey, call this guy... Do this something guy completely the, immoral. The, yeah, yes. call this guy the N-word on TV. That's, that's not that's, Yeah, that's That's different. something where I can understand him saying, hey, I don't, I don't want to do that, right? Or, you know, or... I don't know. I can't think of any other example. No, I know what you mean. I'm on board. But... It's just one of those things you got to do what the boss tells you to do. Yep. At the same um, time, too, we got to. Um, I mean, the historical significance of this is crazy. A lot of oh people. Yeah. A lot of people, even though they were already advertising the Attitude Era at this point, uh, a lot of people credit this with the launch pad. Yeah, and, and, I can tell and it this, was. And this created the greatest heel of all time in, oh, in Mr. Yeah. McMahon. Yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah. Um. So that's how the show went off the air. Overall, um, I. 
I guess I would say I enjoyed this show maybe a little more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there were some stinkers to start off the show, but it, it was overall solid and it all built to that main event. I gave it a solid B minus of a show. I give it a C plus. I give it a B minus. I think yeah. I think the the first two matches were pretty bad. They were terrible. But I think the historical significance had some yeah. good matches. I think Stone Cold getting some that good story that, that first like mm-hmm. that was title satisfying. reign was satisfying. I think mm-hmm. I think seeing Sean become the champion was pretty cool. You yeah. know, and I think seeing like Shamrock and Blackman and those guys was pretty cool too. No, I enjoyed I enjoyed the show more than I thought I would. I thought it was I was a little pleasantly surprised. Mankind and Kane was also yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, and Stone Cold. There was a ton of talent and just some really great storytelling. And uh, I guess that goes to we're halfway done with Survivor Series month. Yeah, we're halfway done with Survivor Series. We month. don't have any more Brett screwing Brett action, but we do have next week Survivor Series 2018. We got some Raw versus SmackDown yeah. matches. Mm-hmm. It looks really good. We we hope you'll join us next week live. We'll probably be going live depending what time Survivor Series ends around 8:30 or so. Yeah, and I do then, also I do also want to say Dakota that little defensive side of the argument. I did that for you, buddy. He's right. wrong. We, but love, it's okay. we love you, Dakota. Um, uh, but then to my personal favorite. Well, in Survivor Series Month 2003, we got yep. Team Austin versus Team Bischoff. Mm. That should be fun. We got Mr. McMahon versus The Undertaker buried alive. Mm. Oh, we yeah. have I Sh- forgot about We him. have Shane and Kane. We have yep. Yep. Team Angle, Team Lesnar. We got some good, good on and the We're way. not resting on our laurels because December and January, friends. It's going to be lit. Our packed months. We have some excellent shows coming up that you guys are going to want to watch, including our first ever Ring of Honor show we are doing, uh, our first ever true ECW show we're doing coming mm-hmm. up. Uh, guys, that's going to be fun. And Zach, we asked Zach to pick a Starcade, hoping he'd pick like Sting versus Hogan. 1994. But, but we picked 1994 that has Mr. T versus Kevin Sullivan. I can't and wait. The Butcher, not Abdullah. Zach, you're such a glutton for punishment, man. <laughs> Brutus Beefcake versus Hulk Hogan. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, so we, again, we hope you join us next week. We'll be live. Uh, please tune in and watch and comment, and, and uh, it's going to be a fun time. We love you guys so much. We love you. We love you, and Brett screwed Brett.